Hey babe, you're listening to the Beam Life Podcast and I am so excited that you're here. Today I have Lily Scott, owner, founder of Electric Collective, an online fitness community that teaches you to truly love and embrace the way you feel, both inside and out. Today the two of us tackle confidence, authenticity, body image, empowering other women, trusting that intuition, and yes, we even talk periods. So whether you're taking a walk, washing dishes, about to fold some laundry, or just trying to take some space for yourself, be ready for some serious fire because Lily brings her electric self. Let's get this party started, babe. Hey, Beam Babe, how's it going? I am so excited. This episode is going to be fire. Lily and I have already been chatting a little bit pre-pod and we're like, we have to just get this thing started because it's just, we talk like we've been best friends forever. And we literally just met maybe a month ago um, through a mutual person that we adore and follow and know through Instagram. And that's just the beautiful thing about social media and women really supporting women. And I just saw what Lily was doing with herself and her brand electric collective, which you guys are going to hear all about in just a sec. And I was blown away, blown away. She has such a strong sense of self and a beautiful message that she is sharing with everyone. And I'm just so excited that she's with our community today. So Lily, what's going on, girl? Hey, hey. Oh my God. The introduction, girl. Thank you for having me. Um, Like Kay said, like we're just quick friends and that's what happens. You can become friends with anyone on the internet so long as you're genuinely being yourself, showing up who you really are. So it's just an honor to be here to support you and your brand and your journey and to meet your people. Hey, people. Hey, person. Love you. (laughs) Thanks for joining in. (laughs) So, I mean, there's so, so, so much to you. It's just like layer upon layer and everyone gets just like juicier and better. So I want to know what, cause like, I don't know about you, but sometimes I just, when people are like, tell me about you every day feels something different. Like I want to tell something, something different every day, just depending on who I am in this moment. So in this moment, um, how have you just kind of become this amazing beaming woman? I would just say electric woman that you are. So tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you you're here. My gosh, how do how do how do I become a beaming woman? Well, um, so I guess the top level of who I am is I'm a girl who grew up with eating disorders, who was chubby, who loved playing outside and moving, and who really wanted to please my family and my parents and be impressive. I'm an oldest child who wanted to do everything right. And that journey in both ways brought me to eating disorders and trying to look perfect and um, making decisions in my life that probably weren't really me. Um, And it took a really long time to get to this point, but I'm also an oldest sister of three little sisters. So I'm one of four. And that taught me how important and valuable the words are that you speak and the messages that you share can be. all three of them looked up to me in a lot of ways and it taught me to be a leader. So here I am, uh, 2021, about to turn 30 in December, uh, just trying to change people's lives and 
and you know, a lot of people can do that. But for me, it's about being authentic, real, not afraid to share the bad stuff and the good stuff and encourage people to embrace who they are along the way to beam for God's sake. It's a beam. It's a beam. <laughs> and I love that so much because I think instantly when you shared that to me about your story, I mean, oldest sibling power right here. <laughs> um, although I didn't have the, the leadership uh, skill until I was older. It was like, I was totally the mean older sister. I have, um, yeah, I was kind of, they would tell, <laughs> they would tell you I was mean. They would be, yeah, they would be like, I, she's not nice. Totally not nice. I ask for forgiveness. All good. My bro and sis are like my peeps, but, um, <laughs> yes, there is something about being an oldest child, right? It's like, we're navigating waters that we know nothing about. And then these two younger ones come in and, and we've got to sort of corral and I guess try to be this example but also create our own independence because we don't want to be like them so I resonated with that I resonated being this chubby kid that's kind of how I always been in this pleaser mentality um, of wanting to sort of like be loved and accepted and not understanding what that really means and be comfortable in my own body and so already I was like oh my gosh I, I totally get all that so then you know you go from being a kid. And then I'd love for you to share a little bit more about going through high school and then deciding your first career path and how that has led you to starting this incredible fitness brand of Electric Collective. Yeah. So um, I went to one of those high powered New England boarding schools that people read about and see on TV. Like I was completely in that world. Uh, Felt like I had to be there. Felt like I needed to be there for some reason. Uh, went to college in Washington, D.C., um, always knowing that I loved to write, always knowing that I loved to empower and, and, and help people, didn't know how, ended up deciding to go to law school, went straight through from undergrad uh, with the same intention of helping people, using my ability to write and influence in the courtroom or, as it turned out, um, on Washington, on the Capitol, like, in DC, talking to senators, congressmen, and everything, I was actually a lobbyist. Not all lobbyists are bad, I promise. Uh, so I lobbied for a lot of different places, including ones you would know, CVS, Walgreens, um, Boys and Girls Club of America, US Anti-Doping Agency, which is important now because they are policing the Olympics for the US, um, Monsanto, sorry, 7-Eleven really worked a lot <laughs> with them. Uh, and then when I moved into energy environment, it was a lot of like renewable energy resources and, and big companies, different utilities. So I did that, didn't love it. Um, and you know, we could talk forever about that, but just my experience was, I just didn't have like the energy, the vibe of a lawyer. I felt like, um, felt like it was perceived as a weakness to be nice and bubbly and optimistic and kind. It felt like a weakness to be blonde. And, you know, some people think I'm pretty. So there's that. And like, not a competitive person. I'm going to cheer sure. you on. I'm not going to push, put anyone down in a meeting to help me get a raise or promoted. So I just oh, think that the atmosphere kind of brought me down, but all the while, starting in law school, I stayed doing fitness the whole way through. And in law school, I trained to be a fitness instructor as well. I was looking for a tribe of people who are just exciting and electric and energetic and positive and not competitive. And I found that in core power yoga, became a sculpt instructor while I 
went to school. So then when I graduated law school, I went to the firms and after work, I went and I taught at Core Power and eventually at Equinox, led teacher trainings for Core Power for multiple years and always in the back of my mind while I'd be sitting at my desk feeling like this trapped, caged, beautiful bird that wanted to fly. Um, yes. I kept on dreaming like maybe I could do fitness and then as a full-time something. Um, and then COVID hit, we got locked up. I start teaching for free because everyone did. It was actually it out of the encouragement of my manager from Equinox. Um, and my classes got crazy popular really fast. It went from, you know, I don't even know how many people for the first one, maybe 40. And my first free class to over 300 um, for my classes and they were all free. So I know a lot of people are doing that too, but the difference was I'd never done anything like this. Totally. Uh, and so I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the community to be able to connect with people from all around the country in the world. We had people from the UK, Brazil. We had people from Canada. It was just like, whoa, what are y'all doing here? Um, and I realized that they were there because I had something to say in the way that we can connect. I say we, because Caitlin and I are so similar, um, the way we connect totally. with people and, can, and can help others connect with one another was just magic. It was electric. And so- we so after like a few months I started my own business after one month of asking people to pay I realized that um, I could do this full time and I could even make more than I did at my firm so I took a huge leap of faith and quit my law firm went into this full time which meant more time on social media which meant more time developing um, I was able to create an app and here I am hanging out with you this is probably like the best part of my summer right now like so you and good. me becoming friends it is so serendipitous but also I don't believe in coincidence at all I think that like energies are meant to collide at certain times and I just um coming from a fitness background it is still it's becoming more and more female dominated but still not using the word female and dominated and fitness is still difficult. So when I see, and then I feel like the women in the space can at times look at each other as competition, right? Because there's not that many of us. Well, that's so, for everything, but for fitness, it's just the, it's just next level stuff. Totally. And I, and I feel like for people who are smaller in fitness, they feel like they'll never be that. Like you'll never, I'll never totally. be Whitney Simmons. So I can't do it. It's like, totally. Well, there can be more than you won't. Then you won't. You <laughs> There's know? enough room on the internet for everyone. Period. <laughs> totally. It's a big wide world out there. So I, yeah, I instantly, I, I just loved your vibe. And also, um, the message you put out there is really unique. And I know we're going to get into that because that's something I really want to have like its own little mini conversation about, but before we kind of dive into that part of it, how did you, like come up with the name Electric Collective and what does it feel like now to have the responsibility of this business that you've built? I mean, you are leading other people now in this space that was once sort of like this thing you loved and it was a hobby. And now it's, you know, this is how you make- It's how I pay my groceries now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is it. So- <laughs> What does that feel like? And, and how did you come up with that name? Because it's so fantastic. Well, okay, we'll start with the name because that was the first part of the question. So um, 
I actually hired an agency to help me figure it out. Um, right from the get-go, I knew I wasn't really fully aware of how to create a brand, the visual especially. That's just not my thing. And the number one thing I learned right at the get-go when you start your own business, know where you're a genius and know where you need help. And honey, I need help. So I hired NGNG agency and I'll do a quick, really fast plug for them. Also female owned. This woman is younger than me, total boss, completely transformed the way my business looks. So if any boss bosses are out here listening to this podcast and you're ready to level up your business, reach out to NGNG. The owner Brooke is, she, she helped me so much at the beginning. So shout out to Brooke, but basically the thought was this one, most fitness companies online, especially their colors are pink and blue. And I really didn't want pink in my, I really didn't want pink in my brand, even though I freaking crush pink in my closet. Totally. Uh, (laughs) But pink has this like over feminine energy to it. And I really, at the get-go, I really wanted this to be a gender neutral experience. I wanted people to come in who identified any and every way to come in and feel like this is a place for you. So I instead picked colors that I felt like were bold and strong and not, and fearless. So I picked this like electric, little bit of a purple blue and this like not fully neon green, but this just like limeade green. So the colors were big, but electric because I wanted a lot of fitness instructors, especially virtual, they just keep their name and you're like them. I didn't want to feel like a leader of a cult. I wanted to feel like, um, like the person who brought things together, like sort of the clasp of a necklace as opposed to like the pendant. I wanted to feel like we were bringing people together. So collective is supposed to be emblematic of the actual people who made this brand happen. It's like those followers, those people who shared about class. So the collective is us and electric is our feeling. Um, Mm, I wanted to remove myself completely from it because obviously I'm the head of it. Obviously I'm teaching it, but it's not a me thing. It's an us thing. And it will always be like that. So, you know, those are really specific choices we made right from the get-go. And how does it feel to be the clasp of this necklace? It's honestly, right now, it's really kind of scary because COVID's changing and people are going back to gyms. This last couple of months have been the hardest financially ever, but I always started doing so well. So it was bound to happen eventually. Um, But it feels like I don't have a child, but I feel like it's kind of my baby. Um, I feel proud and I feel a heavy responsibility and like, you know, Caitlin and I will talk through it more y'all, but I'm so intentional about everything I do and the things I put out there that I'm really fighting against a lot of odds. (laughs) I refuse to do before and after photos. There's no chance I'm going to share about it. There's no chance that I'm going to make someone feel bad about the way they look to get them to work out with me. It's the opposite of my mission. It's the opposite of what I think movement's supposed to be. And that's really hard because we've been conditioned to sign up and try things new when it comes to movement, when we can see physical, tangible results. But what if the most important results are the inside stuff that you can't take a picture of? So ah, chills. Right? Like, right now. Love. You're speaking love. the language. 
So yeah, I, I have a heavy responsibility because I feel like I'm trying to prove something and I'm trying to change people's minds. And all the while I'm teaching these I, like, really fun fitness classes. So that makes it sound negative. I get to change y'all's mind. I get to do all these things. Um, and I feel, yes. I feel like it's important. So I feel a heavy responsibility to, to prove it, to get that lawyer thing and like let some judge, whether it's like some girl who hates, hated herself forever or some guy who whatever, like I want them to be the judge to like hit the, hit the yes. gavel and say, Ch -ch, you win. Like, you're right. Yes. I love myself now. Like, so yeah. yes, that's how it feels. I, um... If that makes any sense at all. <laughs> Oh my God. It makes total sense. And it's a perfect segue into this authenticity ness that I want to talk to you because being authentic, it's like, I'm, I'm leading this um, book club right now. We're doing the gifts of imperfection with by Brene Brown and her whole first thing is like authenticity. And it's like, as easy as it is to say, and to like, know intellectually, to actually do it is so hard. Cause like you said, we're fighting so much all the time and some of it's external, like literal things coming at you. And a majority of it is internal things that have already happened that we haven't processed yet. Um, so living in that complete authenticity is, is difficult, but I think at least by now, I knew that like in my mid twenties, as I approached 30 and now almost 35, I have, I'm, you know, I'm working on always being in authenticity. However, what I do know the feeling of is not being my authentic self. At least I've like, you know, tapped into that. And I know that you have too. So what does it feel like, like being in this space that you are now? And then like, you know, like you said, when you were in lobbying and law school and those things, there was like that inside thing that was like sort of talking to you saying, this isn't right, Lily, like this isn't feeling good. And then you made a shift and here you are. So let's talk a little bit about like authenticity and why you won't post those before and after pictures. And what does that mean to you and that kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, look, y'all, like we've been taught forever that, you know, you want to put your best face forward and you absolutely do. Um, and especially when it comes to social media, we're trying to, no matter what, social media is never going to be the full truth because no one knows the full truth, but you, it's like in those little moments, right? So how do you, how do you have the guts to share the hard stuff? Right. And like, for me, when it comes to authenticity and like my public persona, cause no matter what, it's never going to be fully who I am, um, the authenticity is like having the guts to say what's really going on. So if I'm depressed, have the guts to say it. If I'm feeling bad about myself, have the guts to say it. And like, you know, if, if, if your goal on social media is to present yourself as perfect and for a lot of people, that's their goal, then go off, sis, like do you. Um, but for me, I wanted to create connection and you just start, simply mm. cannot connect with someone who is trying so hard to be this image of perfection. So what yes. I found is that, you know, for me, um, my friends who I'm closest with, it's because we had really deep conversations really soon. And I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. So like, 
understanding that being able to just embody yourself and like share it without fixing it up, without putting a bow on it, like the emotional stuff, it's okay. And it will help you connect. So I, I think like that permission and that feeling of connection helps me feel really grounded in my authenticity now. But back then when I was a lawyer lobbyist and I was, when I was in law school, um, I was always still me, but it was like a shadow or like a cloud over me. Like I was trying so hard to be what I thought I was supposed to be instead of just, you know, being brave enough to be really me. Um, And I, you know, if anyone's like, well, is that me? I don't know. Um, I think that our physical bodies manifest it. I think you feel it. For me, that was a lot of anxiety, um, panic attacks. That was insomnia. Mm. And then all the while feeling exhausted all day long, not wanting to wake up, not wanting to get out of bed. If you, if you feel every day that like you're sick of life, that's you stepping into a like scenario, like a Sims game. That's not yours. Like this is not you. Totally. Like I would always tell my husband, like, this is not my real life. If it feels like it's not supposed to be your real life, First of all, big breath, obviously reality sets in because you still got to pay the bills. Like you still got to get your, your Starbucks, honey. Like you can't just like ditch everything right away, but you can slowly start to recognize like, what is it that's really me? And I think we talked about this last time you and I were just talking. Um, If you are wondering, like, am I where I'm supposed to be? What do I actually love? What am I actually passionate about? Notice what you're looking at on your phone when it's just you. When there's no one to impress, when no one's watching you, are you looking at like the NBA basketball stats? It's probably where you should be then. If that's what you're obsessed with, go do something in that world. If you love politics and you're reading about what the president said about Dabaga, and that's what you do in your Ubers on your way to a date, honey, pack your bags, get to Washington, DC, go find my office, take my damn desk sister. But all I know is I was sitting there in this beautiful law firm that I worked my tail off to get into. It was my dream firm. And I'm doing the quotation marks because it wasn't really my dream. It's what I thought I was supposed to want. And I didn't feel, I still felt fake. Like I felt like I was wearing a mask before we were all wearing masks. Felt like I was acting. Felt like it was a costume. I felt stressed out. I felt like I was bad at everything, but I wasn't. I just knew it wasn't me. So those are all the little like things that I found. And then, you know, I was sneaking out to my phone to look up what squats to do or looking at beautiful quotes to share (laughs) with my students or sitting down and feeling this trauma or whatever, like, And thinking to myself, I cannot wait to go teach a class at Equinox because this terrible moment is going to make me stronger. And I'm going to share this new strength with all those people. So that's where you're at. Notice where you sort of start grabbing back to. So I was grabbing back to fitness. I was grabbing back to inspiring and kindness and realizing that you can change the world in a lot of different ways. And that was always my purpose. So like, why not change the world in a way I was best at that I love doing? So once I finally quit that firm, I swear to you, it was like someone ripped, ripped this whole layer of me away. 
ripped it off. <laughs> yeah. It and you probably felt nuts. like a little naked at first. Like, oh my God. I did. I felt, you know what I felt like? I felt like people were for sure judging me. And, and I was like, you know what though? They don't live. And in they totally people. were. They don't. So people oh, totally of were. Of course. I mean, <laughs> now that, now that like you, we've so slowly started hanging out with people in person. I even hung out with one of my friends from core power and she's like, yeah, like so-and-so was kind of making fun of you saying like, you aren't an influencer. Like you think you're this, you think you're that. And then honey, let's just say one thing right, right here, write it down, get your notebook out. If you believe you are something, then you are that. If you believe you are something, you are already that person. All that you have in between that person and now is time. So keep believing it. Don't let anyone say you're not. So, I mean, that was it. I was like, I believe I'm this. And not only that, but I believe I'm doing good for the world. And that was, that's my purpose. That's my same culpa. That's my reason for being. Just want to help people. I don't even care. I don't yes. even care about anything else. Help people and go shopping. Yeah. Get a puppy, go on vacation. That's it. Lock it up. Seal it with a bow, baby. So... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, And it's, but what you're doing right now, it's like, it's so felt that now it's like, this is, even though it's scary, like I have those moments I just did the other night. I'm like washing dishes and I just start like bawling, crying. We have to start calling each other when we cry like this. I feel like it's right. I I know. (laughs) And I'm like, my partner's like, are you okay? What's going on? And I'm just like, I'm really scared. What if this doesn't work? Like, I just, I, all I really want to do is help people. And I just, and it's just like, it's, you are helping people like relax. It's going to be fine. You know, but when I know that it hurts like that and it hits me at this level, I'm like, this is where I need to be. And I was so hoping you would share that little nugget that you shared with me about like looking at what's on your phone, because I go back and like, I'm looking at history. I'm looking back at saved posts and looking back at all that after we kind of chatted and every single thing is women like you who are on fire who I'm just like, I'm inspired by. I want to meet them. I want to share them. I want to like support. And like, that's what I want to do is like, I want to support other women and also encourage them to know like exactly what you said. There is nothing stopping you. The only person that gets in your way is ourselves. Right. And, and we, and time about these barriers and time and time. Just keep marching. You know, and you and I, we're, we're connected in a lot of ways. Like right now we're in a course to help us learn how to do reels because apparently reels are the it thing. Um, and I say that because, you know, a lot of what we've learned about reels um, on social media is so true to everything else. You just keep going, you just keep trying. And like, you know, whether that's maybe your dream is to be at that lobbying firm and great, good for you or a lawyer or, you know, whatever that dream is, like, it's really easy to get discouraged when it feels like no one notices. And like getting where you want to be. And that is so true of social media, but it's so also true of everywhere else. And the only way that you're not going to get it is if you give up. That's for sure. That's for sure. And the only way that I know for sure that you can get there is if you keep trying. Yeah. That's it. That's how people got to the Olympics. That's how they got to the Olympics. Every single day they kept trying. You know how hard it is to go 0.06 miles per hour faster faster yeah <laughs> you just keep trying so we just keep when trying. you're already the fastest and it's like but go faster um can you just like speed that up a little bit and it's like a little 
just a little for America. Um, but I love it. I, I think that that is so, there's so much of what you're saying that I think people can just apply right now and understand that, you know, that's, I love that you use the word collective in your brand name, because that's all that we are the whole entire world. We're this big collective. And as soon as we start realizing that, and we start working with each other and vibing off each other's energy and synergy, um, like the magic that's created is unstoppable. And I think that, you know, there is so much that is changing in the social media world where people are tired of seeing filters and people are tired of seeing perfection and people are tired of feeling, you know, I know, especially in the, you know, fitness world, in the motherhood world, in the success world of business. It's like, you know, you only see the end game, but you didn't see every day that that person showed up trying. And that's the, that's the missing story that I think me and you are out to tell, right? It's like what we want to share because that, that middle ground is what's important because we all go through it in one way or another. Um, the other, the other thing that kind of goes along with authenticity, and I've already told you this a thousand times, um, is first of all, I love your confidence. I love your view of body image. Um, and a lot of that exudes in the, your fashion choices because they're bold and amazing and fun. And I'm obsessed, but you just look so comfortable with being who you are. And then I also love how you encourage that in other women. And I want to tap into why you won't show before and after pictures, why you don't go along with like the status quo of what fitness is doing right now and what you think is the most important message for women who are embarking on this health journey to kind of hear, like, what's your kind of philosophy on that? Yeah, that's the, thanks for asking. Those are things that I'm like, I could soapbox on for hours, but the reason I won't do before and after photos or anything like that is I think they're really damaging for one, someone's before could be a a dream after for another person. So who are we to say? And if you've ever seen a before and after photo, the before photos, always them like standing there, like they just got arrested <laughs> and such a mug shot, such a mug shot. You can just see this like pain in their eyes. Um, and even if they're smiling, it's like, yeah. And then the after is like better lighting and like, they're just like, ah, and they're happy. And it, I think the message that's sent to people in those images, if images do say a thousand words, it's you will be happy if you are skinny. You'll be happy. Mm-hmm. You'll be happy when, and I hate that you'll be happy when. I hate them. I hate them for yes. graduating law school. I hate them for getting a promotion. I hate them for when your kids get older. And I freaking hate them for your body too. Because look, we, we're all works in progress in our own ways, but our bodies are our vessels that hold our souls, period. That's number one. Mm. That's why it exists. It exists to keep you alive. It exists to keep you moving forward. Okay. And all these other things that we put on our body, all these other stressors, all these other expectations, they do not dictate your happiness. Today, I weigh the most I've ever weighed in my entire life. Today. Was it really fun to be a size two and to know that like people wish that they had my body? Sure. Sure. That was kind of fun. I was hungry, but it was fun. Um, but I didn't, my value changed zero between then and now, 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Like my ability to be joyful changed zero from then to now. Like we put so much stress into what we look like. And we see these photos. It's like, I'm unhappy. And if I looked like her, I'll have a boyfriend or I'll have a significant other who really loves me and I'll get promoted and I'll get this. You won't get anything. You will just get different size clothes. Swear to you. I mean, of course, let's, let's recognize that. Yes, there are definitely biases when people are overweight that are there. And I'm not saying that I'm talking about your individual happiness right now. I'm not talking about the external. Okay. So I don't like the idea that we are going to sell a dream that your physical physique is the end all be all encompasser of your joy potential. Absolutely not hell to the no. So that's why I just can't, I can't do those. I can't say lose 10 pounds in two months with this program. I'm not going to talk to you about pounds because that's not what fitness is. And look, if you are starting on your own fitness journey, first of all, you probably feel guilty if you're embarking on this new fitness journey because you haven't been eating super healthy or working out that much. Hey, big breath. I swear to you, it's okay. <laughs> We've been going through a lot. And even if, yes. even before or without a pandemic, you're allowed to have da- days, months, years that aren't super healthy in your opinion. Okay. So let's just please push the guilt away. Working yes. out fitness should feel like a cupcake. Fitness should feel like a cupcake, not like broccoli. So if you are telling yourself, I have to work out, like when you're younger and your mom was like, you are not leaving the table until you finish the broccoli. Yes. Please, please, please take a second, step back. Movement instead of fitness, okay? Let's start with movement. Where do you feel happy moving? Yes. Do you love to dance? Then that's your movement. Let's gravitate towards movement. Do you hate running? Then why are you going to Orange Theory? Please. And why are you training me. for a 5K? Come on. Why are you training for a 5K? Do you think... Half marathon. I trained for two half marathons. It was fun, kind of, kind of became the bane of my existence, not my thing. And this is the thing. If we're embarking in this healthy journey, right? If that's something you really want, let's look at the people who we really admire. And I'm not talking about Jessica Alba or any of these celebrities who probably had like a ton of different treatments, have personal chefs. Let's talk about the real people in your life. Like for example, yes. one of my favorite, one of my fa- she would laugh if she ever heard this. One of my favorite influencers on social media is Sweet Tea with Maddie. Hey Madison, um, <laughs> she will never hear this, but in case you do, hey babe. Her dad is who we're going to we're going to focus in on. Her dad still has a six pack. He's got gray hair. He's Love. an older man, and I say this not because we all are trying to get six packs or anything like it, but the reason why he has that. Is because he loves movement. He loves, loves, loves to exercise. He found a love for it. A love for something that feels like a cupcake, looking forward to it every single day. If you can have that with fitness, that means that when your partner is really terrible to you and y'all get in a fight, you're going to go to your fitness. Fitness is going to be that cupcake. It's going to be the comfort. Yes. You're going to go work out. You're going to go on a walk. You're going to go on a hike. You're going to dance. Whatever that thing is that you love to do, that's what you're going to gravitate to. So the real thing, if we want to have fitness and health be a lifelong thing, a crutch, a part of every day, you've got to fall in love with your movement. And you know, I look to people like, I don't even know Sweet Tea with Maddie's dad's name. 
but my mom too. I don't know why I'm counting my mom out. My mom loves movement. And so, you know, yeah. it's about, it's about having that relationship with movement. And so like, my thing is if you're starting your journey, just like the same thing with your phone, just like notice what you actually enjoy. If you don't enjoy it, yeah. you're an adult person. You don't go to brunch with people you don't like, right? You don't go to the grocery store and buy foods that are gross to you. When you're a grown up, you only do what you want to do. Yeah. Other than pay your bills and go to work. So do what you like to do and then lean into it. Make it a routine. Put it in yes. five days a week. If you just love walks with your dog, go off on those walks. If you love burpees, go off burpeeing. If you love cycling, do it. But if you hate the Peloton, do not force yourself. The moment right. that you force yourself to do anything, the moment you're that little kid again, forcing broccoli down your throat so you can get up and move on, the moment that you're not actually making a lifelong connection. Yes. Cupcakes. I love that so, so much. Because you know, you did fitness stuff too. Like, yeah, what do you well, think? You thought. My whole life, I've gone up and down. It's been this roller coaster. I was, you know, so much of my value, it's like people compliment me on my outgoing personality. But the reason I'm outgoing was because I was a chubby kid and I was afraid that if I was anything but outgoing and nice and talk to everybody that people would tell me I was fat or not like I didn't fit in. I wasn't part of the crowd and I couldn't shop at limited to like all my friends, you know, and, and, you know, all these places that made tiny clothes. I was wearing like women's clothes when I was young. And so, and I was in Weight Watchers at 12 years old, you know, all of these things that like now at part of my psyche are so damaging. And then I lost a ton of weight and like you were talking about holds no value in who I am. I, I look back at pictures and I was like, I was so frustrated and like, it's so funny. I'm like, would I rather my dear friend Haley, who I love more than anything, she's become a new friend. I showed her an old picture of me about 25 pounds ago and it wasn't that long ago. And I was like, gosh, I remember when I was in this body and I, all I wanted was to be smaller. And now I would just kill to be there you know? And she's like, yeah, but when you were there, wouldn't you kill to have the life you have now? And I was like, damn sister. Lay it down, Haley. Lay it down, girl. Because I was like, you are so right. Because I wouldn't trade anything. There's no body that I could be in that would make anything better than where I am right now. Like, And I I think that goes back to the saying that I say a lot, which is you are not put on this earth to get smaller. You are not put on this earth to shrink, to get to shrivel, to tone and tap and diet away. Like, that's not why you're here. Like we were all here. We were all put on this earth to expand. You start your existence as a being by expanding from teeny tiny to a baby to who you are now. And we're here to grow just like the universe is ever expanding. So too should you be. And it has so not about your size. And like, look, we all get, we all are in it. We're all in it. And you and I will always have it because we grew up that yes. way. In who yes. we are. But I love what Haley said that like, you would never change, trade your life, even though you were smaller. I would never trade my life for the size two life. Hell no. And not saying is- that it's bad to be size two. I'm just saying like who I am now, I love her. But then and yeah, to extend cool, but if she doesn't still cool, extend and, and to even like extend on that, there's still like, I can still now work on becoming 
healthier and more fit and feeling really good in my body and continue to improve the person I am so that I'm now working simultaneously with my body instead of mentally I'm working against what's happening physically, right? It's like, this is keeps colliding. And there's a reason we don't stick to, we can't maintain a weight, right? You always have to be in this diet, 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 diet. It's because like, as soon as you let up the fight, it's like, I don't want to be here anymore. Why do you keep forcing me in this damn box? Get me out of the box, you know? So it's- This uh, is what I was talking to my therapist about this morning because I have binge eating disorder mm -hmm. and for- and not trigger warning, I guess, like a lot of, of people who were chubby little kids, we have it because of so many things. I know for me, I, people make comments about your food when you're a little kid, how much you're eating, what you're eating. Um, they just have no problem saying anything about that. And as you grow into adulthood, there's a lot of like guilt. There's a lot of, I don't know, timid anxiety yeah. around eating even to this day like no matter what even with my best friends after I go out to dinner I come home and I eat <laughs> like Ryan will, yeah. my husband will say it like every time but with binging disorder like we put so much thought into food even now even as two people who wake up show up as confident people there are still this entire symphony orchestra of you shouldn't eat that. What are you doing? Oh, Why you don't fit into your pants anymore? And it's like, oh, oh. Um, I love that you just sing that so much. It's literally uh, has to be a highlight in this podcast. But um, <laughs> like, we will hear her sing. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. And yeah, and it's. It starts so young. I mean, now I have a, a almost five-year-old daughter and literally it's so funny you say that they make comments as a kid. Last night, my daughter um, was having some chips and she just stopped in the middle of her dinner and she goes, mommy, are chips bad for you? And I was like, no, no food is bad for you. I was like, there's better choices. Like we always want to eat good vegetables and proteins, but I was like, food is not bad. I was like, food is energy. I don't know how to describe that to a five-year-old, but we need to stop putting these labels as like good, bad. It's all just energy. And, um, and so I'm like, you just don't want to eat a bunch of them, you know, but you can eat a couple and enjoy them. And you know, they're not yeah, like, going to happen cousin, to you. My cousin has this like great way to say it for her kids and I'm botching it, but there's like, there's go foods. And those are the foods like you just go and you eat them all. And then there are like yes. slow foods. And for the slow foods, that's the ones that you slow down and you really enjoy everybody. Love that. Go and slow. So go, Love go, go that. foods and then slow, yes. slow, slow foods. And that's not to say you can only have one bag. That's not to say anything. Let's not make any rules for our, our angel babies. Correct. But um, let's, let's let them know that they can take these ones slow. You don't have to rush them or hide them or go in a corner and and eat them like I I did. I feel like you're shaking your head. You probably yes. Did. Oh yes. We don't need to be like yeah. That. No more. Mm -mm. No. No. But more. we're working and... on it. That's a work in progress. That's not me from a high horse saying I'm I'm different and I'm changed and I'm better. That's me. Oh no. I mean, you, you just said literally. You talked to your therapist about it today. I mean, this is like real life for anyone who's listening. It's like this is something that people even that you might connect with as like a leader in a space, we're all in this together. And like you said, you're the class, 
not the pendant. And we're all collectively beaming together and learning from each other and supporting one another when we fall down, right? Because we are going to have those moments. Um, and confidence is in an airplane. If it goes down, you're not going to crash into the water. Okay? No. Like confidence is, is just a roller coaster yes. and you're on the ride and you're going to, you're going to ride high sometimes and there are going to be dips too. And I yeah. think for me, like when it comes to, and I talk a lot about confidence on my Instagram. Um, I think for me, a lot of the thing about confidence is going back to what we said before. It's like knowing when you're authentically yourself. And if you're cool with you, yes. Even when you're cool, if you're cool to you, even in the bad you days, then you're confident. I don't care if you look in the mirror and say, sometimes that's okay. You can still be a confident person. It's that, it's that are you in my house? to show up authentically. Huh? I said, are you in my house? Get out of my house. I did that this morning. <laughs> ah. <laughs> this? That's like cooking. Oh, I love it. Um, and lastly, before we like, you know, wrap up and do all of our future stuff, I do want to just chat quickly. Cause it's not even a quick conversation. There's so much, I mean, we can have our podcast on this alone, but you've been focusing a lot on our cycles and yes. I am y'all, you got it. Follow Lily like ASAP because I mean, even I, I know about this stuff being in the health and fitness and, you know, we research it, we talk about it. I'm going through it. I'm a woman. I experience cycles, but the way you're breaking it down is just like, to me, at least right now there's bombs going off in my head. I'm like, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. This is making sense. I loved how you described it the whole other day with like the hotel. And I was like, uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm here. So I felt like I was getting this education that maybe why was this not described to me at 16 um, this way? And I love it. And I want to know why are you doing this cycle series? What about it? Is it something that's going on right now in your own life that you're kind of relating to? Why this focus on it? And I'd love for you to share just a little bit with the community and then you guys can follow more about it on her cycle series that she has right now at Lily Scott. So background is the cycle series is me doing research and going like day by day through every single part of the 28 day cycle that most women experience. Um, and the reason why I wanted to, to do it with you all is because first it started with me. Um, I, I was going fully out of whack from my birth control. I'd been on it since I was 16, maybe 15. And it was just time to get off. And that's terrifying because I know for me being a little kid, it was like, you have to get on birth control. Like you have zits, you need to give back pain. You don't want to get pregnant. If you get pregnant, like everything's going to be terrible. Ah. So we all got on birth control and no one told us what the hell we were actually doing with our bodies. Um, and I'm not yes. here to be your doctor. I'm not here to give medical advice at all. All I know is for me, it wasn't working. There were some really scary incidences that, I mean, in the most authentic ways, like I had suicidal thoughts at points. I had PMDD, which is when you have serious and acute depression right before you get your period to the point where it was like a whole different world. And there were times in which I almost completely ruined my life or didn't exist. So yeah. those were really hard times. And for anyone who's going through anything similar, first and foremost, I love you. Here's my hug. Like I'm sending you a virtual hug. 
I know how hard it is. Um, so I went off birth control and got this great therapist and she had me be, read this book called Roar by Whitney Sims. I think her first name's Whitney. I forget. Tracy, mm-hmm. Sims, Tracy Sims. Um, Roar, R-O-A-R. Um, and she's like, we need you to understand what's going on. And like Caitlin said, no one taught us this birth. Like no one taught us this in school. In school, it was like, you know, you know, birds and the bees and blah, blah, blah. and it was really service level, but yes. no, one, no one taught us to understand our bodies. Every single week of the, of our, our monthly cycle, our energy levels are going up and down, which correlates with our mood. It's all tied in with our hormones that are completely affected by birth control. But even if you're off birth control, which you haven't been likely since you were a little kid, mid puberty, you just have yes. no idea what's going on in your body. And it's just so irritating now that I know what I know to, to see these messages about, you have to show up the same every single day to be successful. That's not how women work. We weren't designed that way. It, this entire world was made for male hormone people and it just kills me. So, um, I was hoping that's where you were going. And so I was like, (laughs) yes, okay. That's where I want this ultimately to end up is that, yeah, we're put to shame for having these roller coaster emotions, but honestly, that's how our bodies are made. And And how dare people shame someone when we are literally the reason why this entire race exists. Like we brought you here, baby. We brought you here. So why is it, if if it's 50-50, half of the people are even keeled hormonally and the other half are on a hormone journal. Let's not call it up and down. Let's not give it any negativity because it's just our reality. And all negativity that was given to us was based on this on this expectation that everything is supposed to be even killed. Well, that's only half of the population, babe. And the other yeah. half is going through what we're going through. And we're supposed to be ashamed of it. Walk into work the same way every single day. No, yeah. that's not how we were made. We weren't made like that. And that's not a bad thing. That's just reality. That's us. We are so magical. We are, we have magic oh, beyond journey. magic. We are magic. Women are magic. The hormones that we're experiencing are magic, period. So. The whole cycle series is just to give people sort of the spark notes on what I read from Roar and other reputable resources to help women understand, well, how do I train for me? How do I train for my body? What does, what does it mean when I'm really tired and all, all I want to do is lay down? Like, does that make me a bad person? Does that mean I not, I don't have dreams and I don't want to be successful? Like, what do I eat? Like, I know for me going off my birth control, my, my, um, PMS, like cramps were insane. Like I literally went yeah. to the doctor because I didn't know what was going on. And they're like, I spent like $400 on them to be like, I think it's just cramps. You're fine. I'm like, oh, okay, well, what do I do about it? And so like, you can eat different foods. You can take different supplements. Like the fact that this isn't a fundamental part of our learning is just completely unfair and ridiculous. The fact that all women aren't given and men, like men should know too because that way it's it's not, that's why I'm like, I'm shameless. Like let's, I'm going to say period on my social media and guys, if you don't like it, then you can unfollow, but let's face it. I have like 87% women follow me, but yeah, I just felt like we should know. And you know what? It's kind of a lot to research. I know while I was in my lobbying and teaching and this and that, there's no way I could have sat down and been like, okay, I need to teach myself my own body. There's no way. Yeah, so no way. I try to make it fun. I try to bring in pop culture references. I try to, to teach it in a way that hopefully you'll remember it. Um, and it's just, 
you know, it's a highlight on my Instagram right now. So you can go back. Um, I'm starting from day one all the way through day 28. I'm not doing it every single day because it's a lot of work, but slowly I'm trickling out these little, little like mini episodes. They're like one minute long, but yeah. And it's really really like it. And if you don't like it, just skip along, but I like it. If for some reason you guys don't like, um, understanding about your body and why we do the things we do, then you will still find many other things on her Instagram, completely entertaining and fabulous, along but, with her amazing outfits. <laughs> yeah, but also I think, you know, like at the core, like my Instagram is, it is meant to help people find out why they're amazing and beautiful and wonderful. Like yes. a lot of accounts exist to prove how beautiful the account owner is and to prove how amazing the account owner is. And my entire existence is to prove how beautiful you are and how amazing you are. And you'll never fully understand your greatness. You'll never fully feel comfortable and confident in your body. If you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, you just totally, totally. It's like, we have a whole, like, you know, you gave some great examples, but I always think about it in um, like a production standpoint. I used to, you know, be a stylist in my last life and, and, um, it was mostly for still image stuff. So you would get this final image that was so beautiful and perfectly curated because I had, I did menswear. So it's like perfectly moving the tie and making sure the lapel and making sure there was no grease or makeup or hair or whatever. Right. And all the end user saw was the last image, but nobody saw the 20 people involved behind the scenes and the time it took to create that image. Right. And so I think that that is like, you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about, we can never really, unless we fully understand what's going on in our body. I think that that is so entirely true. We're looking at this image every single day. And, and like you said, if we're waking up tired or waking up, um, not like, totally loving who we're looking at, then let's dive deeper. Like, let's get into it, you know, because there's a whole production crew inside here. It's like, we got to figure out what is happening and why the end result is not where we want it. Cause we do have control over that and the ability to learn and make moves if needed to improve a quality of life, you know, and to feel, um, and, and a lot of it is just understanding because it's going to happen. It's that's how we're made. And like you said, it's magic. So looking at it more of like, this is my power versus my weakness is, is so important. And you um, deserve it. I think a lot of the time as women, and that's not to say men don't experience it, but I can only speak from my own gender experience um, as as a woman in 2021, we're expected to be beautiful and to show our greatness and our beauty on now four different social media platforms. Um, on top of all of that, you're expected to be a boss. You're expected yes. to make your own money and be independent. And you're expected to want to be a mama at the same time. Yes. And you better be good at both. But if you're better at one than the other, then you're not good at the other one. And you're expected so to you're expected to like invest now. I feel like that's a big one for me. You're expected to have, you're expected to basically wear the pants and the skirt, but not wear them at the same time, but don't wear one or the other more. 
you're expected to not only wear the pants and the skirt, but also to change into your spandex. It's like, it's a privilege to have so many roles that we're expected to be. Yes. And it's also a fucking nightmare. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, what? Oh, it's a total, yeah. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Because all I know is that my husband's role has been the same now as it was in 1940. All he oh, has to do is go to work. If he gets dad bod, so be it. No one gives a right? shit. No one cares. No, no one, one cares. cares. Just make money. Make money, dude. And you're fine. Yeah. And we're over here with like hair extensions and eyelashes and wrinkles. And we got to get them off in our cellulite and so I mean all that is to say you know at the end of the day the exterior of course will matter to you because it's your vessel and we I understand I understand wanting to look a certain way and to feel at home and to look in the mirror and be like that's who I I see myself on the inside is who I see on the outside but we have to understand that who we see on the inside is not like what our parents told us to be or what Cosmopolitan magazine said it's, yes. it's going to take a little bit of work. And if there's anyone who's worth the delving in and the discovery, if there's anyone worth any of it, it's you. You deserve oh, yeah. that from yourself. You give so much to everyone. That's what you are expected to do forever. You deserve to have that time, that moment, that silence, that quiet, that excitement, that walk, whatever it is to find out who you really are and, and to treat that totally. person and treat the person right. And that's like why we were able to connect so well because yeah, you know, it's a journey, but number one is us feeling okay and then helping everyone else feel okay. Yes. With yes. And yeah, just like you said, feeling okay and, and doing it together and knowing that you don't have to do it all and it's okay. And finding other women who are living their genius and being like, Hey babe, you're a little bit better at that than I am. I'm going to like lean on you for this right now. And and knowing that someone else's greatness doesn't take away yours. And this is a, this is an example I give to people all the time. If you sat down at a bar next to Einstein, you wouldn't sit there and be like, Oh no, my IQ went down because I'm sitting next to a really smart person. Your IQ stays the same, right? It's like you feel not as smart, but like you sit down at a bar next to a gorgeous girl or a gorgeous person and all of a sudden you feel ugly or insecure or self-conscious. Do you think any, any bit of your sparkle or beauty went away in that moment? Absolutely not. The least beautiful thing in that moment is to start judging yourself or maybe just as bad judging that person. They didn't decide what they look like. So didn't you. Right. Like your IQ doesn't go down sitting next to Einstein and your beauty doesn't go down sitting next to Giselle, whatever her last name is, Brady at this point. It's all here. And like your boss doesn't go away just because you're sitting next to the CEO of wherever. You are still a boss. You are always beautiful. You're always smart. Whatever those things are that you see in yourself, you're always that no matter who you're standing next to. And if you want, you can be that thing and also kind and also plus one friend, plus with another genius and build one another up. So we're never in competition. I can't stress it enough. I can't. Yeah. And speaking of all all these amazing, wonderful things, what's like on the horizon for you? Like what's next? Because I feel like, you know, all of this is still really new to you in terms of like 
making this decision of this is where I'm actually going to start steering my wheel towards. Um, and, and what I love about you and, and I, I, this could be an assumption, but just because you've turned your wheel in this direction, doesn't mean it's like an end all be all kind of thing. Um, it's like, you're always willing, it seems, and I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. It's like, I'm willing to change with where the needs of my people are. Right. So it's like, what, what are you like, based on everything you've learned up until this point and kind of where your, your vision is set, where are we, where are you going? Where's Lily headed? Cause I want to be part of it. What? I want to be on that train girl. Girl, Get me on, on board. Train. I'm on yours. We're on the same damn train. I don't know where the hell we're going though. Um, Somewhere you know, fabulous. Look at like there it's, it's, it's a hard thing to say as a business owner during COVID when so much of my business is dictated by whether or not someone can go to a gym or not, or any of those things. I definitely, I, I work in Washington, DC. That's where I'm mainly living now. Um, and I do have a lot of people reaching out to see if I'll teach in person at their like incubator studio things to try to give platforms to instructors like me. Um, is that where I see myself? Do I see myself opening my own studio? No, I definitely have a sick vision that would change the world with a studio, but I, I'm not at that place yet to like own something. And I really don't like having investors because like I said, I'm unwavering in, in the things I will not do. And those things that I Amen. will not do are, are really big revenue increasers. So I know what any investor would be like, well, we have to do before and after. So I'm like, we well, have to do this. Yes. Then I don't know what to tell you because don't give me your money. So I refuse that. So um, I think like for, as a personal thing, like um, I'm, like I said, about to turn 30. I always had this benchmark in my mind that, you know, at around 30, I'd start having kids and like adding, my husband's name is Ryan, adding more Ryan to the world because he's the fucking and I want more Ryan. I just want extra, a little more, any more. If I could just get some rainbow sprinkle Ryan somewhere. Just a lot. He's six foot seven. So there's already a lot of him. But there's like, a lot. more. There's a lot, but I want more. Um, so I definitely want to have kids. And so then the question really is, how do I keep doing what I'm doing while having kids? Because I never want to be in the place where um, there isn't like mom, me stuff. Like, you know, I always want to have my foot in the me door. Um, yes. my mom was a stay at home mom and I respect the hell out of everyone who does that. And something that she's really said to me is, you know, make sure that there's still some you identity in there because mm -hmm. you can get lost in your kids. So I know I want to do that. I think it might be more of like a YouTube channel type thing. Cause I've got all the spice and a lot to say. Um, yes. and like, um, you know, with my app, I really want to build it out and develop it. So it's, more than live one hour and 30 minute fitness classes, but seven minute classes, 12 minute classes, little, I love doing like easy snacks. Like I'm so sick of all these recipes that you need math for and stuff. It's like, no, oh, here's yeah. things eat that. Uh, so stuff like that, um, I'm working on, I really am hoping to expand my Instagram, not from an ego's point of view, but from a point of view of building out community. I think once COVID's really in the clear, and we all feel really comfortable if one slash if um, I'd love to start doing some retreats and Caitlin, you better believe you're coming oh, like girl cancel we all your plans. collab collab, collab so doing it hard, but I think I think retreats because for us it's really about connection right and like yes what a better what better way to connect than to unplug 
show up, talk about self-love and confidence and do movement. And maybe we, we learn some recipes and we just stay at this, a beautiful place. And maybe there's a little bit of, you know, like, you know, yes. Um, oh yeah. There must be. <laughs> Rosé all day. That's if you don't drink, uh, but I would love a little, you know, a glass or two or something. Um, so yeah, I think retreats down the line, more virtual presence. I love virtual because I get to connect with people like you and they're like Harley, our new friend. Like there are so many yes. people who you get to meet social. And I honestly haven't had too much of the hate. I think if you are authentic and you have a message and you know, it's real and you know, like you're okay with who you are. Any of the hates like always that person looks like they're in pain. I wish yeah. you the best. Bye. Totally. <laughs> and I block Bye. you now. <laughs> Bye girl. <laughs> so good to see your pain, but I ain't your therapist. So bye. Totally. So totally. yeah, I think that's where I'm going. Where are you going? Has anyone asked you? Oh my God. Yes. I, well, I'm having my first public speaking event this October. I'm so excited. That's what I, I want to do community in person. Once COVID's kind of in the clear, I also am the same way build community. I want to do like, um, one day, two day events where even like then bringing in movement, bringing in health experts. I'm always like the kind of, I, I like use Oprah as an example of how she's just this. She's a genius herself at her craft because she's such a wonderful storyteller, but I like how she finds people, um, who are the experts in their fields and then shares them with, you know, her community. And so that's like, also my vision is that I want to be able to find people who love what they do and are obsessed with it and then like share their obsession and passion with other people. And so that's, that's what I want to do. And I want to do it on oh, wait, a, you're already doing it stage. already here on this you're live worldwide stage of podcast. <laughs> you've done it babe you've done it I love it so so yeah I think that it's like creating this synergy that you know exactly like what we're doing now right now and and continuing to do it and make it more of um I've got so many of it's very localized you know out here on the west coast so I want to be able to like spread a little further and a little further I love me the East coast. That's, you know, that's where I went to college and it's like, where did my you go? FIT in New York. So oh my God. Uh, I'm an, I'm a like Texan, but a New York heart living in LA. I don't know, but I get everyone. So get it. When someone's like, you wouldn't understand it. And I'm like, oh, I've lived there. I get it. <laughs> like you just wouldn't understand the Florida yeah. life basically at this point, Florida. Uh, yeah. That's basically Texas. I'm good. We can stay out of those places. Um, so by the, by the lastly, lastly, um, two things, one, we got to end with our bean babe lightning round, but two before then, how can people number one, find you personally and two, find electric collective, um, give us all the deets on how we can do that. Well, thanks. I always feel bad for these plugs, but this is how we make money. So listen um, up. This is, do not feel bad because people are going to be obsessed with you like I am. So it's, yeah, um, I mean, it's they're getting their, they're getting their daily value. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so you can come follow me. Um, my Instagram is Lily Scott. It's two L's in the middle. Um, that's where, you know, I'll do the cycle series. That's where we talk about confidence. That's where 
I keep it really personal. If you want just like more fitspo and things like that, want to keep up with what's going on with the business, Electric Collective Fit is our Instagram handle. You can go to electriccollectivefit.com, sign up for a virtual class, download the app. There's a free week for anyone who tries the app. If you want to take a class for free, you can go EC free, EC free, and you can sign up for a live class with me you and me hanging out. You'll be in my living room. I'll be in yours. It'll be amazing. You're going to love it guys. But yeah, just DM me. Like we, you know, if anything really spoke to you, if there's something you want to talk more about, like that's what, that's what I exist for. Like I exist with you and for you. So come hang out. Can't wait to see you. And guys, she really, um, genuinely means that because that's how we met. I literally was like, Hey girl, I'm DMing you right now because I think you're awesome and I'm fangirling and I want to just totally connect because I think my community needs you and let's be friends. And that's how this happens. So she's for real. She'll respond. It's really her. It's not some like rando that's going to be like, okay, thanks. Bye. Um, (laughs) that that pees me really hard. Like I get it when people have like humongous followings, like there's really only so much you can do with DMS. You could just sit in a DM hole for the whole rest of your life, but we're literally forever. It's exhaustingly still me. So come say hi. Yes. And um, yeah, and it and it's and she's everything and more that you've already heard today. I love it. So we're gonna end with this lightning round. It is 11 questions because 11's my lucky number. So I ended up on that. And um, it's just for people who listening, being babes that can kind of like get to know you a little bit better. So whatever comes to mind, one word answers, you ready? Let's do it. Okay. Number one, a beam babe is electric. Woo! Love it. Favorite song that always makes you dance. This one I'm really curious about because I feel like everything makes you dance. Everything makes me dance. Literally everything. But um, Uptown Funk is probably the top one. Tomorrow's my yes. anniversary. My husband, uh, three years married, and I performed Uptown Funk with my wedding band as a surprise to the guests. So Uptown Funk, baby, let's go. Oh, you good. That song's oh, on. I'm going to be on the dance floor. I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care if I've got two broken legs. I'm there. There. We're doing it. We can still <laughs> do upper body. You know, we're in it. <laughs> uh, currently reading. Ooh, I guess roar for the 8 millionth time. I'm actually not, weirdly, I'm not as like reading as a lot of people are. I was an English major, so I think I read myself right out the door. To death. <laughs> yeah. I read um, a baby on Instagram. Hey, that's great. That's where I get a lot of knowledge. I'm just saying, um, a beam babe that inspires you other than you. Uh, come on that girl. Okay. Yes, other. Um, how about our friend Harley? Um, yes. right now, um, Harley, just like me, um, pivoted her career during COVID. She's now a coach for, um, aspiring mostly women, um, on social media and just a a tremendous testament to someone who really just cares about helping people and is so confident and great. So, um, yeah, Harley, Harley Jordan. A lot of power packed into that pint sized little body. I mean, I've never met her in person. I'm assuming, I'm assuming she's this, like, I want to put you so small. When she, um, she, she takes my classes all the time. So I see her in this little, it's like, you know, you're small when you're like a tiny little bit of that record. When you're this in zoom. Yeah. She's so little. good. So good. She's amazing. Totally amazing. Um, Harley, we love you. Um, when 
are you most inspired or when were you, sorry, the last thing that made you, made you grateful? Last thing that made me grateful, honestly, this morning, like every morning, just like my husband's there. I talk a lot about him, but our anniversary is tomorrow. Give me a break. Um, oh, happy anniversary. Um, he just like waking up next to someone who like really gets me. He encouraged me this entire time through law school to this new transition. I'm just so grateful for his amazing like patience with me and unwavering support. I, you know, I probably could have done it without him, but I'm so glad I didn't have to. <laughs> totally. And that's the best part. And that's, that's how, you know, it's a good partnership, right? It's like, I did it my way, my life, but you were there the whole time encouraging me and being a cheerleader and, and I can't have asked for more. Um, when are you most inspired? Um, you know, after this, I'm probably going to be like jumping off the wall. So whenever I have like a conversation with another woman who just is ready to change everything with me, yes. <laughs> Yes. It's the so whole thing. liberating because you see it on TV, the competition. So just to sit down, it's really isolating sometimes to work on social, even though we're talking to a lot of people, no one's really there at the same time. Yeah. Um, so to be able to like, really feel like, you know, your message is received and you're helping and you're making a difference. And someone has the same passion and vision that you do. Like, this is the most, these are the most inspiring, most mo meaningful moments for me. So yeah, so and together, to me too. And together we blaze these trails, right? It's like, all right, come on, let's get it going. Got, we got a whole you generation behind us. <laughs> let's go. What always makes you laugh? Um. Oh my God, these two guys on TikTok, they're so funny. They're the two red-haired guys. Why can't I remember their names? I've got to check them out. You've got to- Wait, let me find them. Got to send it to me. Oh my gosh, but yeah, it, I think it's like hilarious for- like younger boys on TikTok who have way too much fun being idiots. That's really just makes me laugh. Really, really, really just makes me laugh. I wish there I is some really good. I've, I've had some enjoyment. Um, and now that I'm doing like so much real research and I've, I found that like my real meter, um, of what would be good is my daughter because she'll sit there with me the other day I was doing my hair and she'd be like, no, mommy, don't change that one. That one's really funny keep watching that one. That one's funny. Oh, and I'm like, really? oh okay. Okay. All right. So this now I'm going to save it. this one. <laughs> oh, here they are. Yeah. We have Kyle and Tucker, Kyle and Tucker, follow them on Kyle and Tucker, Kyle and Tucker. Don't get it twisted. You're welcome. I love it. I love it. I'm going to follow them literally as soon as we, um, in this, um, what is your favorite meal or food? Oh my God. Are you serious? My, my favorite food that I've always really loved is salad, but my favorite, um, fat kid food that I always really loved to this day is spaghetti. And both of them are good in their own way. Freaking God. Look, the things I can do in spaghetti, this is how you know what your favorite food is. If you are in a restaurant and you're thinking to yourself, I wish that everyone would leave and I could just hang out in the kitchen, see what happens. That's me in a, like a homemade Italian. Like I want someone's grandma's recipe in my mouth. Totally. Totally. I love Ooh, me some good girl. spaghetti. And that's actually the first time anyone has said spaghetti. Everyone always says like cheese, sushi. Um, Those are good too. Spaghetti. spaghetti. Oh yeah. Yes. Homemade. Oh, now, Marinara. Now oh yeah. Mm. Um, if you could raid anyone's closet besides your own, because I'm going to raid it. Um, whose would it be? Oh God, I don't know. I don't even think about it. Who has cool clothes? Oh, Kaylin Brooke. Kaylin Brooke. 
Yes. Good style. I love her shit. Um, she doesn't, she's another fitness girl. Um, she's so sweet from New York city always has, she's like unapologetically like going to wear colors in New York city and like her, so good. her fitness sets are just it. I would probably need a bigger size, but I would wear her clothes. I love, love. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, what is your guilty pleasure? Trash TV. Don't get it twisted while you all are reading books. I'm watching Love Island UK. Yeah. And I'm getting better for it. So thank you. Um, thank y'all. You know, I'm getting material from my. I'm Nichelle. so glad that you are loving Jane Eyre. That's great for you. I'm sure that William Shakespeare is doing great things for you. I'm over here also listening so to things. Um, yeah, I love I love reality TV. I love TV in general. Like I, growing up with such a big family, need noise on in the background. Yes. I need still gabbing. I love other people's drama. Hate my own. So like. Dance Moms was so into that. Um, anything where someone gets voted off at the end of an episode, like Love Island, America's Next Top Model, I'm all about it. Okay. Survivor, and I don't lastly, know. What makes you beam? What makes me beam? Um, I think like a big beam for me is watching someone like really step into who they are. Um, mm. Show up like that. Um, now that I've been an instructor, for long enough. I've, I've trained people who I met as freshmen in college and now they're two years out of college and watching them really step into their own and, you know, just show up real, yes. real who they are. And they were so afraid of it at the beginning and now they're really that. Um, I think nothing really, nothing really is more beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love, love it. it. So good. I, um, that is, it is one of the best things in the world is to watch someone else just own their shit and like take over is so freaking fabulous. And then they um, get permission to be more you too. It's energy. It's so good. Anyway, girl, I, we probably could have had like a 17 hour podcast. You know what? That could be a reality TV show is just how long can you podcast for? And someone gets voted off. Uh, we would win because we could just keep talking. Um, so I am so, so, so grateful, um, for your time, for your energy, for your electricness, for your beamingness and your just wisdom that you shared with me and our community today. And I, I just, there's so much more to come from both of us and I love that we're going to just do it together. Yes together um so thank you thank you thank you for for your time no the privilege was absolutely mine thank you for seeing something in me thanks for opening your heart taking that chance reaching out out of the blue um it's so cool to make a new friend and to everyone yes. who listened all the way to the end it's great to make a new friend in all of you as well to you that specific you that beautiful amazing twerking every day on yourself you um, Caitlin, I truly believe in you. We truly believe that you were meant to beam, that you were meant to feel electric. And that, right, like we said a million times, you weren't put on this earth to be small. So let's be big. Let's be big, babe. Oh. All right. Bye, Beam Babe. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Bye. You are the best, Beam Babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. 
If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Beam Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text, yes, a real text, to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.